Welcome to We Talk About Movies. I'm Kevin. And I'm Riz. And here comes episode 11, where we discuss the live-action Beauty and the Beast, starring Emma Watson. As usual, we talk about the whole movie, so consider this your spoiler alert. And if you don't mind, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Now, let's talk about Beauty and the Beast. So, Ruth, we saw Beauty and the Beast in theaters this time. Um, again, it seems like we're we're actually getting an opportunity to go to the theater maybe more than I thought we would. We've had a couple of babysitters, and um, I don't know, it's, it's pretty exciting that we get to go to the movie theater more than we thought. It is. Well, and I think part of the reason we've been going more often is because I bought this book of coupons for the movies, and I thought, we better use these before the newborn gets here, because... Yeah. Once he's here, we're really not going to go for a while. Before we speak of Beauty and the Beast, I want to talk about the theater experience. Okay. So I've long been a bigger fan of the living room experience for sporting events. I feel like in your living room, you you, know, you can DVR the game, you can rewind the parts you want to rewatch, you can um, go to the bathroom and pause and everything. Whereas when you go to a sporting event, first of all, it's so expensive to go watch something and uh, you're far away from the... I just don't like crowds the, yeah, for me. Yeah, you're far away I, from the action. Um, there's so many people. A hot dog costs $14. And if you're a woman, you can't get to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. I've seen the lines. That That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. You just can't go. So I'm a big fan of the living room experience for sporting events. I think I decided I'm a big fan of the media room experience for movies. Is it because you had to pee three times in the movie? Yeah. So there's a couple <laughs> things that happen. I was like, who's the pregnant one? Yeah. I, I have now not to say that I did not go. I did. I did yeah. go in the middle of the movie. Well, I have the bladder of a, of an 85 year old pregnant man. Well, you don't usually. That's why it was I know. weird. <laughs> I, yeah. I had to pee right before the movie. And then I peed about 45 minutes in and then right at and then for the last 45 minutes i was crossing my legs holding it trying to keep from peeing my pants <laughs> and it's it's nice cuz when we watch movies here in our media room i would oh, say oh i have to pause it at least once yeah at least once we pause to take a break and we don't miss anything it's right. so nice luckily with beauty and the beast we know the story so i wasn't too worried and i tried to go at a time when i thought okay, I can go really quick and I won't miss anything. But yeah, it's it's hard when you have to it go. Is. You've got to go. So that was that's one thing about Especially because you're like, I paid like $14 for a ticket. I know. Well, we, we didn't because we had coupons, but it's expensive. It's 12 bucks uh, at the theater that we go to, which is right down the street from our house. And it, it's one of those theaters that you can purchase food and they bring it to you, which is nice. Yeah, and it has the rec- reclining chairs, which... I love, yeah. especially being pregnant. It's really nice. Yes. So, but speaking of the reclining chair, so we're sitting there getting ready to watch the movie. And right before the movie oh starts, the lady to my left and her daughter show up. And a little late, too. Yeah, a little bit late, but that's fine. But so they sit down and the server comes right to them and introduces herself, says, hi, my name's Lucy. I don't know. Hi, I'm Lucy. I'm going to I thought be her name was Liz. I it know that's weird Liz. that I remember that, but Sure. Okay. She was very nice. Hi, I'm Liz. I'll be taking care of you. And this woman's response was, "My seat's broken." 
Not a, oh, hi, Liz. Nice to meet you. Not, uh, um, I think there may be a problem with my seat's broken. That's what she said. And so I'm sitting there like, okay, that's a little rude. And so Liz goes into, oh, you know, sometimes they get accidentally unplugged. I'm really sorry. It turns and then out she couldn't she figure out the She know buttons. how to press the button. <laughs> and it's just, it's so frustrating that you would be rude to someone about something like that. And it wasn't overly rude. It was just no, short and... Yes. It was one of those things where you hear somebody say that and you immediately go, ooh, you're difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and I was a little worried. Well, that, and then they talked until yeah. the movie started. Yeah, so, and this, again, the, the, the previews were going though. And so most of the time people don't talk except for... Oh, I want to see that, or uh, that looks really good, or that looks stupid, or whatever. Yeah, which is fine. You know, I I don't have a problem with it. It doesn't bother me. But they were talking. Well, her daughter had a whisper voice, but she didn't. So her daughter <laughs> would be like, "Mom, I want to see that movie," and she would respond, "Yeah, let's see it." And I'm like, "Okay, I mean, it's fine because it's the previews." And luckily, as right. soon as the not even, I mean, they were talking through. You know, the shooting star giving you the Disney castle. They were talking through that. And I was right. really worried that it was just going to keep going. But I was worried too. As but soon as they we didn't. actually got to the movie, then they stopped, which was nice. Yeah. I was glad because I was nervous for you since you were sitting right next to them. Yeah. But. So speaking of talking during the previews, do you remember when we saw a movie? And you're going to say that. Oh, this was funny. But so, the previews were not going, by the way. Yeah, it wasn't even the, the lights previews. were up. The lights were up, and it was like the commercials that come on before the I remember previews. exactly. It was a commercial for Coke. Yeah. And it, this gentleman in front of me, who was there with his partner, turned around and said, I, I don't remember exactly what he so said, like, but... We're here to watch the movie, not listen to you talk. Right. And I just go, it's a commercial for Coke. It was so weird. And I, I think I at first I was just so shocked that i just said are you serious are you yelling at me right now i hope because i do i will admit i have a very loud voice if i'm talking about something energetically or or whatever my voice carries i know that but at the same time i was like really you're gonna get mad at me about talking when the movie like the house lights are up people are still walking in other people are talking i hope he was just having a bad day i hope so too because i was just really shocked that he yelled at me yeah it was really <laughs> odd i i agree and then you didn't even defend me i do remember that too probably because you were in shock i was know? definitely in shock and this was early in our relate I, I don't even think we were engaged yet no no um we were dating and he wasn't like he he was rude and then he went back to like he never said anything yeah it, it wasn't an ongoing thing no but it was to me, it seemed uncalled for, but yeah, I guess I was I was very irritating, I suppose. Yeah, so that was that was weird. But, anyways, and the last thing about the movie theater experience, we we almost always go to these movie theaters where you can order food, which is great because you get to eat. But then, like eating and watching a movie is hard to do at the same time, and then you've got mm-hmm. servers walking in front of you throughout the movie, and I don't know. I'm not that I'm going to stop going to the theater. But it definitely solidified my 
preference for the media room. And we have a great media room in our house. So Right. We're lucky enough we when we moved into our new house, that was one thing I really wanted and we were able to do that. Yeah. Anyways, just our my two cents on the the movie theater experience. <laughs> I still like it. Well, that's why I go early to order my food before yeah. even the previews start because sometimes they'll bring you your food right when the previews are starting yeah. and you're not trying to eat while the movie's going, which can be difficult, especially when you can't see. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing, when you when you don't go to one of those more expensive dine-in theaters, the other thing we learned, it's really important not to go to an early showing for a kid's movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. We've been to some kids because we love animated movies, kids movies, musicals, all that kind of stuff. So even, you know, we were the, I won't say weird because a lot of people do it, but we're the, just well, the adults without kids yeah. that go to kids movies because we like them. I think we went to go see like the Lego movie or something yeah, like that. And, and it was just kids all over and they're loud and they're banging on seats and, and everything. So it's, I remember you turning to me and you go, we will never again see a children's movie unless it's after 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Which generally I think is a, a good idea. Yeah. I mean, now we we don't see them unless they're in Redbox, but that is true. Which I, you know, I don't fault the parents. It's hard for a kid to sit in a theater. That's hard. Yeah, it is. I'm not saying that they can't, but okay. yeah, it's just, it's different when you <laughs> yeah. when you have kids there. That's why I never go to those Mommy Mondays. Yeah, so this theater has a... You can they, t- they call it Mommy Mondays, but dads are welcome. Uh, well, they, anybody's welcome. Anyone's welcome, but they kind of leave the lights up a bit. and They turn the volume down, though, which I think is a little odd. But I think it's they because They don't want to scare kids. Right, because they're saying babies are welcome. Yeah. And they don't want to make it so loud that babies are uncomfortable. But to me, that sounds... And, and I would be curious if other moms listening to this. To me, that sounds like an absolute nightmare. Well, we to did, take we did that once, but it was a special needs showing. That's for different, though. Well, it's the same concept. It's just yes. And for my sister, who is special needs, she has Cornelia de Lange syndrome. She's uh, pretty severely handicapped. That was great for her because they they do. It's a little scary for her if she goes to regular theater with the the lights so dark and mm-hmm. and and it's loud and things like that. And I did appreciate. We went and saw um, Inside Out. Yeah. And I did, I did like that. And I didn't mind the noises because you go in knowing and that's, that's fine. And that's what I'm saying though with these mommy Mondays. I know going in that there's going to be babies crying and things like that. So for me, I would rather not put myself in that situation. And also because my child has zero interest in TV. Yeah. He's almost, he's, about 15 months old now. Yep. He has zero interest in the television, movies, whatever. Um, uh, unless, iPhone, whatever. Unless it's a monitor that is displaying a changing menu <laughs> at a restaurant. Well, I, I think he likes that because... Uh, oh, oh, you're talking about it. Yes. <laughs> I thought you meant his monitor, his baby monitor. No, no. If we're, we go to a restaurant, like there's a coffee shop near our house, and they, they have their menu is on a monitor, and the middle one is always changing... And he'll watch that change. But he does it only for a minute. Yeah. And then he loses interest. Yeah. Which is great. You know, I I love that. But again, like I'm saying, I I would never put myself in a Mommy Monday situation because to me, that sounds like more work for me. Yeah. Well, Caleb just wouldn't watch the movie. So it just, it wouldn't right. be good. 
for you. Yeah. But I get it, you know, for other people that have maybe babies and toddlers and the the toddlers want to go and they can take the baby and they're, you know, they're happy to do it, then more power to you. I'm glad for you. I understand wanting to get out of the house. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a stay at home mom. And sometimes you'll find any excuse (laughs) to, to leave the house. You're like, can I go to the grocery store again? Yeah. Gosh, I only need one thing. Uh, That's reason enough to go. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, enough about our, our crazy, uh, neighborhood (laughs) theater. That's the, the movie theater experience. Um, we, we, I prefer the, the media room, but I probably do too, but I like going to the theater because somebody else cooks for me. Yeah. That's nice. Okay. So in the theater, we saw Beauty and the Beast, the, the, Obviously, well, maybe not obviously, depending on when you're listening to this. This is the new one with the live action. Well, not mm-hmm. not live action. Like, well, that's what they call it, okay. though, because it's not animated. Yeah, but it's not live action like when Carrie Underwood did the Sound of Music like no, live. No. no, it's. But anyways. Um, real people. <laughs> real people acting out Beauty and the Beast. So the story, and I haven't watched the animated one in years, so it was a, a little bit of a surprise not surprised, but just, you know, you don't remember every little bit. Oh, I do. Um, <laughs> you know, I do. <laughs> so I'll start with, I just, I love a good love story. I'm, and I'm not a softy, like I don't cry at many things or anything, but I love love. I love <laughs> being in love with my wife. I love when two people fall in love. And I thought they did that really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the chemistry was definitely there. Between Belle and the Beast. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I liked that. Sure. Sure. Okay. Nothing to add. Well, the, the only part I didn't like or that I felt where it was forced was at the end when they're dancing in the ballroom and everybody's all happy. And I, I assume, I guess it's their wedding because everyone's in white, but I don't really know. Maybe they're just dancing. But okay. Uh, anyway, when he's like, or she says... Well, how do you feel about growing a beard? And he roars at her with that. Oh, yeah. I I didn't feel the chemistry there. I felt that was forced, which that was not necessarily their fault. Uh, Obviously, that part's scripted. And I remember seeing that part and just thinking, oh, that was pretty cheesy. But it's a kid's movie. So, so, you know, it fits. So it's okay. I just... (laughs) I remember going, oh, that's pretty cheesy, but that's okay because it's kids. Yeah, it was it was cheesy, but it was f- for kids. It's fine. Yeah, and it was at the very end, so not not too big a deal. But yeah, yeah. I didn't like. I would have preferred if it wasn't there. It, it's it kind of reminds me of in Star Wars Episode One. There's a part where like kid Anakin, mm-hmm. uh, someone tells him he can do something. He goes woohoo, and oh, I don't remember. <laughs> It's, I don't know, like, I think people, people make fun of that part of episode one. And um, oh, I'm, there's can, a lot of parts I think well, people yeah. make fun of episode one, but yeah. So anyways, um, I, yeah, I thought the chemistry was pretty good generally. I think it, they did a good job of going from, you know, obviously hatred to love. And um, I thought it, it was done well. I thought most of the characters did really well as uh, whoever they were cast as. See, my, I, I agree with everything except Belle. I didn't really like Emma Watson as Belle for really for two reasons. Okay, 
Number one, the music in this uh, movie was great. It was. Except for Emma Watson. Oh, I don't think I agree oh, I, at all. So hold on. What We're going to play. I'm going to play a click. I'm going to play a clip. This is actually a trailer for Beauty and the Beast. And um, just listen to this and then I want to talk about it for a minute. I want adventure in the great white somewhere. Hello. I wanted more than I can tell. Come into the light. <gasps> For once it might be great. What if she is the one? To have someone understand. Pleased to meet you. I want so much more than they've got planned. Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Rated PG. Okay, so when you listen to that, when I listen to that, I hear a whole lot of auto-tune on her voice. Do you uh, hear that? No. Okay. I And I'm not a professional singer. I'm not even really... I was going to say, really, how can you tell? Oh, I can tell. Especially if you listen closely, I think you'll hear it. I and think you're hearing things. No, um, I don't. <laughs> Well, obviously you don't. Because I, I've actually auto-tuned my own voice because I like to sing and I've recorded a few things singing. And so I maybe I have a little bit better ear of what natural versus auto-tune sounds like because I've done it. Or maybe that's just her it. voice. But, and that's what I, when you listen to that, you hear her speaking voice and then you hear her singing voice and... They sound the same to me. Oh, I, I think it sounds a little different. Oh, I don't. Okay. Well, we'll just have to disagree, I That's guess. Fine, we can disagree, but I because I thought that it was very good. I I felt like her singing was was overproduced. Well, that not, isn't necessarily her fault, though. Well, no, but when you look at like Gaston, and mm-hmm. that's uh, do you know what he's in? I do because I looked it up. Oh, I was going to try to quiz you because I figured it out during the movie. Oh no, and I, I wanted to make you guess. Well, tell the so, listeners first. Well. F- So I was going to tell the listeners, so if you had listened to our other podcast uh, that we did on Doctor Strange, you found out that Kevin loves to play the game of, Ruth, who sings this song? And I never know. Well, sometimes I guess it Sometimes I guess it right, but Kevin loves to play that freaking game. Yeah. Drives me crazy. So I love to play the game, hey, do you know what other movies that actor is in? Because I'm really good at that game. So I wanted to... Yeah, so you, the you movie she's talking up. about is Girl on the Train, right? No. Oh, no? He's in something else, too. Okay, I don't know what else he's in. The Hobbit. Is he? He's the one that shoots the black arrow that kills the dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I he's, did not catch that at all. Did you know he was in Girl on the Train? I, I didn't, actually. Okay. <laughs> Wait, who was he in Girl on the Train? He was like Oh, yeah, the he husband. was the husband. Yeah. That's right. Well, I've to be fair, I've only seen that movie once. Yeah, me too. And the I Hobbit, I've seen a few times. Yeah, I wouldn't have connected it either. But I, as I was looking, because I wanted to hear more of Luke Evans singing, mm-hmm. because I, he was so good. And it, he's I thought actually, he was a really good guest on. He's a, he's a classically trained um, singer. Oh, really? Yeah. So Interesting. He did great. He did. And the vocals were incredible. Um, his personality fit Gaston so well. Mm-hmm. And when you compare that to like Emma that would- Watson singing, I just felt like you have a singer who also, who is a very good actor too, and Luke Evans singing with an actor who is singing. 
She's not a singer. She's an actor who's singing. Yeah, I mean, maybe she's not. She hasn't had proper training like he has. But I didn't think that it was so far fetched. Okay. I, we'll, I, I we'll mean, just have to disagree because I I, yes, I I thought there was a big difference between no. and not just not just Gaston, not just Luke Evans either, but the rest of the cast. I think the singing there was such a difference between Emma Watson singing and the rest. I I will agree that I I don't I don't disagree with you that you can tell that she is the least uh what is the word trained I guess yeah. I agree with you there. Yes, you can tell that she's not had maybe as much formal training as all the other people. But I didn't think that she was so out of place. Well, and there's even there's an there's a sweet innocence to the character Belle. And that's why I wish they hadn't overproduced her so much. Like if if so, if she's a tiny bit flat or sharp on something, let that in. Like, I think that they're not going to do that. I know they're not. But I think that. I mean, only someone... I'm because not, then, I'm of course, not, people would say, oh, she's a terrible no, singer. Why'd I, they cast her? No, I'm not saying, like, leave a really bad error in there. But if it just someone who has a really good musical ear can hear, oh, she's just a tiny bit off on that, I think people like you and me will hear it and be like, oh, that's that's good. It's not perfect, but it's good. And I think just a good, innocent singing voice would be great for Belle. But instead, it sounds like... It's just so produced to me, and I, I didn't like it. And if you disagree, that's fine. But that's just that was my opinion um, on her singing. You're, you're, I mean, you're probably not alone. I'm sure there might be other people that think that too. So um, the other thing about her characterization of Belle that I just I thought the movie started off really almost hard to watch because so that very first scene where they're singing about how she's an odd girl mm-hmm. and she's walking through the town. I understand she's trying to, facially, she's trying to display, I'm kind of bored with this town, I'm kind of disinterested, but to me, it it looked kind of awkward almost, like she was, I could tell she was trying to look that way, it just didn't seem natural, like she, the only time she really smiled in that whole scene was when she was in the, the bookkeeper's store where, you know, he has like six books and she grabs one. And she gives a like a real natural smile. And the whole rest of the time, I felt like her facial expression was just weird. And like, I get it. She's, she's not supposed to be super happy because she doesn't like this provincial life, which is fine. But every now and then crack a real smile. I don't know. I just, I didn't like that. I didn't notice that. I mean, you could be right, but uh, it, it was not something that jumped out at me. Okay. Well, it jumped out at me like really strongly. So uh, it kind of set a bad tone for me and I feel like it made up for it because like I said, I thought the chemistry between her and the Beast was really, really strong. The rest of the movie, aside from feeling like her vocals on the singing parts were a little out of place, I really did like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just, it just that started off, part. yeah, not great for me. Well, I'm glad you ended up liking it because I liked it. So one thing I would have wanted more... And there, well, there's a couple things I want to talk about. The first, the beast was a very odd character. I'll say about an hour into the movie, just before Gaston basically tried to kill Belle's dad, I actually felt like, okay, this movie has made me feel like Gaston would actually be a better partner than the beast because 
And yeah, this is that's a surprising statement, but yeah. let me explain it really quick. <laughs> you should see my face. <laughs> um, at the beginning, when they talk about how the beast was cursed, he was a terrible guy. They didn't. Mean, there's nothing good about him. He was privileged. He was a jerk. He looked down on this poor person. There's nothing good about him. Right. And at that point in the movie, like he his library hadn't come into play where obviously that really appeals to Belle because of her interest in books. And Gaston at the time, yes, he is obviously a braggart and he thinks very highly of himself, but he hadn't done anything really bad. And I thought it was kind of endearing that he's got these girls falling all over him, but he's not interested in them. Like he could have any of them he wanted, but he wants the the interesting, the quirky girl. And I thought that's kind of an endearing quality. Except for the fact that he's like misogynistic. He's like, oh, you can take care of my children and rub my feet and do all this right. womanly stuff. Ob- yeah. And- Obviously, I'm not saying he's a perfect <laughs> match. Okay. Because I'm, I'm like, did you forget all the other no, things I'm, about I'm, him? I'm that- comparing him to the beast. And right, not, not just the I- beast, but the man that came before the beast which was this terrible prince guy right but you have to understand the reason that he likes the quirky girl is because she is the most beautiful girl in town that's what he says in the beginning she's the most beautiful that makes her the best because he's vain well that's true it's not because she's oh the quirky girl he says he only likes her the best because she's the most beautiful Okay, I can see that. And again, I'm not saying Gaston would be a good match for her. But no, but I'm just saying at that, like, you need to think about it's not like he's picking the quirky girl. He's well, well and the other thing when so when Bell's shallow when Bell's dad comes and says Bell's in trouble and this beast has her and everyone's saying he's crazy. Gaston at least steps up to help. Now I know he's does he's it rolling be- his eyes the whole time, but yeah. But at the end of the day, he says, "Okay, I'll help you." Where well, but all- only to fulfill his own selfish needs. Sure, but the fact is, you have a whole town of people where someone comes in and says, "Hey, my daughter's trapped in a castle with a beast," and nobody gives him the time of day, even pretends like he might be true, or says, "Hey." That doesn't sound realistic, but what's really going on with your daughter? How can we help her? Like, no one is interested in helping him, but even though Gaston... Right, but if he didn't have Belle, Gaston wouldn't care. No, but... If he had the ugliest daughter in town, Gaston never would have done that. True. But part of the reason I like you is because you're pretty. That doesn't make me a bad guy. No, but I'm just saying he would not have done that if Belle weren't his daughter. If his daughter were anybody else in the village, he wouldn't have cared. I understand. Okay. while we were... Well, I, I would, guess it's just not that big of a deal to me that he helped him. I'm like, no, he's only doing it for his own selfish gain. Not a, it's not a big deal, but I think it matters to some extent. Okay. Well, because it's, it's a poten- <laughs> because you have to look at it. It's a potentially very dangerous situation. Maybe there is a real beast that could eat me or kill me, but I'm going to go anyways in this dangerous situation because I am interested in but his they, daughter. But and- him, there is no danger at all because they think it's all made up. There's no such thing as a beast. Oh. Just like there's no such thing as Bigfoot. That hasn't been proven. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> okay. So anyways, I until Gaston tries to kill her dad and then like he gets worse and worse throughout the movie. Um and but the the yeah, which that was pretty dark. I was not that expecting was that. Yeah. Which I liked. So that was one thing I wanted to talk about was kind of the surprises they put in the movie that were different from the animated version. Okay. And that was one of them that I I liked because it you kind of go in expecting, okay, I know exactly how this is going to go. 
And it was nice to have these little bits of surprises. Yeah. Well, and like her dad wasn't an inventor. It looked like he was just a tinker of some kind. Yeah. He was an artist. Right. Yeah. He was an artist and he obviously tinkered with mechanical uh, jewelry boxes and things like that. And then again, Gaston tries to kill him. Not because I was thinking, well, how's he going to get him to the insane asylum now? Uh, But then he tries to murder him, (laughs) which was way, way different. Oh, and then two, also the, and you may not have caught this, but I remember just because, you know, my memory, but uh, the reason the beast takes her father, Belle's father as prisoner is because he picked a rose. Now in the animated version, that doesn't happen. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I don't remember the animated version as well. So I'm glad you're pointing this stuff out to me. Oh yeah. So that's why I, I enjoyed those little parts that were different. And the other thing I liked too that was different is they added some songs that were not in I the animated thought, version. I thought so, but I didn't yes. know because I don't know the movie as well. Oh, but it's I did think there were one or two new songs. Oh yes, there definitely were. More than one or two. There are a few. And I I thought they fit very well in the movie. And obviously you weren't even sure if they weren't original. So I think they did a really good job with that. Yeah. I I very much enjoyed that. So one other thing that I think could have been neat, and maybe this is in a PG-13 version of the movie or something, but um, again, going back to the Gaston character, and let me be clear, I don't think he's a good guy. I don't <laughs> think he and Belle should have been together, but um, I'm interested in character development. And what you get a little bit from him is... He's like a war hero. He's a, you know, he's this macho guy. And I'd like to see that developed more. Like, yes, he's a jerk, but he also has this expectation put on him by his town that he's the, I feel like he's being who the town expects him to be. Now, he doesn't have to have to be mean to people like that. But, you know, assuming he did go to war. That's a very, you know, devastating thing to go see people die. And I know, like Let I said, this is a... Let me stop you right there, though, because there's a line in the movie where he's getting all upset with Maurice, Belle's dad, and uh, LeFou says, calm down, think about the war. You missed the war. You love the war. Think about killing. Right. And because he liked the war, okay, so okay. he's not... If you take that... Uh, not just surface level, but take it deeper. And you, you remember the movie, um, The Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that character feels like he needs to be at war because he feels like his life at home is so pointless and he can be diffusing bombs and like he doesn't even, he's he's uncomfortable in his own skin when he's just in the suburbs going to the grocery store. And that's a weird that that's that brain is not wired like most people's brains and so i would be interested to see the gaston character like how has being a part of war and all this killing like affected his personality okay but this is a kid's movie and kids don't care i know (laughs) i just but i'm an adult and i do care okay well then they need to make an adult version i guess because any kid watching it is not gonna care that's why maybe if they did a pg-13 move they could explore that a little bit and make gaston more of a a sympathetic character versus just a truly evil character. Hmm. He'd still be the bad guy, quote unquote, bad guy, but a sympathetic bad guy. And that's what makes a bad guy really great. Like 
Magneto is such a great bad guy because you're sympathetic to him. I mean, his parents were killed in Nazi Germany by humans. And of course he hates humans when you went through something like that. So I think making a bad guy sympathetic adds a lot of depth to a story. I think that's fair. But again, a kid's movie, so I would not expect it. Yeah. And then the the other thing I wanted more information on was the beast and you know, they allude to, you can't judge someone by their father, right? Like he says, she's the daughter of a thief. And then I think Mrs. Potts says, uh, you can't judge someone by their father because they allude to his father, the mm-hmm. beast's father being a very bad person. And I, I would have liked to have known, again, maybe this is for the PG-13 version, but a little bit more about what what happened with Beast. Because again, in the beginning... He's a terrible character. He's so bad. There's nothing good about him. And then as Belle gets to know him, she starts finding layers of him that he is good and he does care. Like an ogre. Yeah, he's like layers layers of onion. (laughs) Layers of an onion or a cake. Um, Everybody likes cake. Yeah. No one likes onions, though. Uh, I do. I know. (laughs) Everybody likes onions, but you. I don't mind, though. I like them more now that I know you. Anyways, I think I would have liked to get more, you know, I want more Beast backstory. I want to know what is it about him that is good? What is it about him that his dad kind of influenced him to be bad? And how did he turn out to be the prince he was before the curse came upon him? I do think it would be interesting. But again, they're not going to spend time on that in a kid's movie. Yeah. But I will say, too, that... That added bit about how his father was horrible, yeah. that was not in the animated version Yeah, I either. didn't think it was. No. You just assume he's a spoiled prince brat, and he's just mean. Yeah. And to kind of veer off from there, that was one thing that I liked about this movie, is I never understood why all of the people working in the castle were cursed too. Because you're you're thinking... Well, they're not the ones that turned away the old woman. They're not the ones that are being terrible. They're just servants and people that work in the castle. So why are they being punished? Yeah. And I like that Mrs. Potts says, well, we allowed him to become that way. Yeah. Or we share in that responsibility. So it was nice to have that little bit of explanation. I don't know if anybody else caught on to that, but I thought that was kind of cool. They tried to explain that. Yeah, and you know how I like when things make sense. And again, I figured you might like that. Well, and I don't remember the animated thing as much. So if that. I never said anything why. Yeah, so in that, the animated that, then that would have bothered me in that movie. And mm-hmm. I'm glad they explained it here. Unless I'm not remembering, but I'm pretty sure I'm remembering. You can, you know, write me a message if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm 99% sure. <laughs> okay. I believe you. So. As we're talking about the beast being cursed because he was such an awful person, but really what the en- the enchantress was doing was giving him an opportunity to redeem himself, right? So if he could make a girl fall in love with him, his personality, not his looks, then he would be redeemed and everything would be returned back to normal. So he had a, a chance, right? She's trying to teach him a lesson. Yeah. Gaston doesn't get that chance, does he? He just dies. Isn't it interesting that (laughs) the beast apparently is redeemable, but Gaston is not. So we have to kill him. (laughs) 
And that's isn't that like not that I really care because this is the story and that's fine. But I just thought, huh, isn't that interesting that you have this horrible other guy, and instead of giving him a chance to change and be a better person, we're just gonna let him die. See, I think we're coming (laughs) up with a really good alternative movie. You make Gaston a sympathetic (laughs) bad guy, and at the end, maybe you let him redeem himself. Somebody is going to steal our idea. Take it. I want to watch it. I don't care. Steal it. Um, But I don't know if you thought about that, but it was something that came to me during the movie, and I just thought, isn't it interesting that the Enchantress thought, well, I'm going to give the Beast an opportunity, but not... Gaston, who she she knows because in the movie she's the uh what is what is the term? Why can't I think of it? She's the poor lady, the homeless lady. Yeah, but when you're unmarried and older, uh spinster. Spinster. She's the spinster that lives outside of town and so she's well aware of who Gaston is. Yeah, and let's let's And understand. he's mean to her too in the movie. He calls her ugly to her face. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, Gaston is just an arrogant small town boy. Yeah. I, yes. The beast is a prince in a castle. Why do you give? Well, you know, and if you're he has gonna, influence over a whole town. So. Well, that's what I'm saying is if you're, if you're an enchantress and you want to give someone an opportunity for redemption. Right. You'd give it to the prince because he has more of a. Well, I would say. That, affect more you know, people, right? The prince has everything in the world. And if he screws it up, well, forget it. But Gaston is just this country boy that you know, went off to war and became a jerk. But, you know, that well, to but me... Well, he may have always been a jerk. Yeah, you but to know. me, the the country boy that... that Yeah, he's a big fish, but in a small pond versus, you know, the big fish in the huge pond. He's the prince of a castle. I feel like, you know, I root for the little guy more than the prince. Well, see, I was thinking maybe in her mind, it would be more like, well, if the prince is so horrible... Because in the beginning, it said it taxed the people horribly to yeah. pay for all of his riches. Right. So he influences an entire town or or whatever he has reign over. So of course she wants to change him because it's going to change everybody's life. Yeah, so it does have more opportunity for other people, but but yeah, I agree. If the beast gets an opportunity for redemption, why shouldn't Gaston? I just I think that's an interesting question. thought. And, and again, it, really has nothing to do with the movie. I still really liked the movie. This this was just a thought that popped into my head. Well, and I mean, a potential answer is, well, Gaston was, he was shooting to kill the beast, right? I mean, right. the prince just laughed at an old lady begging for food. He didn't kill necessarily her. kill anyone. Although if he... You know, as a prince, if he were raising taxes and doing stuff, he could have caused a famine, which kills all kinds of people. Right. But yeah. he doesn't at least take the action of trying to shoot someone to kill them. So I anyways, suppose. But I, I think the more we talk about this, the more I really want to see a PG-13 or R-rated <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. That would well, be... you better hope some writer out there hears there's our just so much. There's so much depth to explore that's unexplored <laughs> because it's a kid's movie. And I love a good story. And I, Maybe I want, you should write it, Kev. Pff, I, no one would watch that. <laughs> not a person. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a writer either. So, But yeah, I think there it would be an interesting story. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed seeing how many actors were in it that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Gandalf which, was in it. Yeah, Gandalf was the was Cogsworth. 
And then even the, the dad, uh, what is that actor's name? He's in Wild Wild West with Will Smith and he's in Dave, which is an old movie. He's in a bunch of stuff. Anyway, really liked him. I didn't know he was in it. Uh, lots of other people. Gaston's friend, Josh Gad. Oh yeah. That's something we should touch on too. So he was the reason that a lot of people were upset because he was a gay guy in the, and they made the LeFou gay. Don't, I don't even get it. I didn't care. I, it, it was so small and whether he's gay or not doesn't matter to me at all. Me like, either. It, it was. Uh, I thought why? he did a good job as LeFou because actually, you know, I was reading another article and I don't know if this is true. Again, I saw it on the internet. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. It may not be true, but LeFou means the fool. In okay. in French, I okay. guess. I bet that's true. Which sounds like it. But yeah. again, that's... I mean, he was a fool in the animated version. So they just made him a gay fool. So who cares? I I, and I thought it was sweet at the end that he was like, Gaston and I are in a bad place right now. And he, he actually... You see him start to have a conscience. Because he didn't, didn't even want to kill uh, Belle's dad. Yeah. I, so I, I was... Not like didn't even register to me. It didn't it, it the had, only reason I noticed was because other people complained. Yeah, I had heard about people complaining, and I saw it, and I was like, honestly, I I got the feeling that maybe LeFou was gay throughout the movie, but I wasn't quite sure. And then at the point where the the dresser dressed those three guys up in women's clothes, and the one guy like oh, was yeah, happy I was, about liked it. it. I was like, is that the gay guy everyone's like, worried that's about? It. <laughs> Really? I kind of wondered that too. And then, until at the end, yeah. And then he's when with he's LeFou. dancing with LeFou's dancing with another guy. And, That's that guy. Oh, I think it's the guy? same guy. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Like it doesn't matter to me. I don't care Who either. Cares? It was not a big deal to me. I know, but you know, that's a sensitive subject for a lot of people. And if that makes you not want to listen to our podcast, I'm fine. Because honestly, to each their own. I, I it does not bother me. They're not engaging in any types of romantic relations on screen. So who cares? <laughs> right. I, yeah. I don't think it's a big deal. It so is. yeah. Well, right. I just figure we should touch on that since everybody, it seems to be a topic of conversation for some reason, but I didn't care. Yep. Didn't care. All right. Rating time. Okay. Um, I would certainly watch it again. So I would say probably a six or a seven somewhere in there. You got to see. Pick I one. have. I, I have a very hard time picking one. You have to pick one. Mm-hmm. It goes on the. It goes on the website. If you go to our I website know. and look at a movie, the rating is there, and I can't pick a rating if Ruth doesn't give me one. <laughs> I know, but the problem is, I feel like I'm inconsistent with my rating. Because if I like, if I rate one movie a seven, and then I give another one a seven, and then I look back and go, "Well, I like that one movie better than that one." Just, I gu- just, just gut feeling. You know what? The rating system I have can do point. Like you could do 6.5. Okay, I'll do 6.5 in the middle. You could do 6.3, 6.7. No, I want 6.5. Okay, you were very you were very unsure until I gave you a decimal and then you're because very it, sure. Yeah, because it makes it easy. Fine, I'll do it in the I said 6 or 7, so I'll do it right in the middle. 6 6 and a half. Okay. <laughs> 6 and a half for Ruth. It made it, it made it easy. <laughs> to me, I like it. It's at least a 5. And I want to give it probably a six, but I feel like I felt like Belle was miscast and it's hard for me 
to... See, I don't agree. That's why I was close to a seven. Yeah. See, uh, the singing part of Belle, I felt like it just wasn't there. And So is yours a five and a half? <laughs> quit putting numbers in my mouth. Hey, you put them in mine. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you the way you help me. Okay, we'll go five and a half for me. I win. You win. <laughs> All right. So five and a half works for me. All right. Still go see it. It's, if you haven't seen it yet, go see yeah. it. It's good. As usual, my wife is a little nicer with her rating, giving Beauty and the Beast a 6.5, while I can only give it a 5.5 because I felt Emma Watson simply doesn't have the vocal chops to play the starring role in a musical. We are looking for movie recommendations, so let us know what movie you want us to talk about by interacting with us on Twitter at WeTalkAboutMOVI and Facebook, Facebook.com slash WeTalkAboutMovies. You can also rate the movie yourself on our website at WeTalkAboutMovies.com. We are looking for guest hosts as well, so if you want to participate in the show, just find us on social media, and maybe you can be a guest host. For the next episode, we saw Wonder Woman. We saw this one in theaters on opening weekend and want to get this one out while it's still fresh in everyone's mind. Is this really the movie that pulls the DC movie universe out of their funk? We'll discuss that next time when we talk about Wonder Woman.